the narrower, the better. There's some criteria for a good target market, but generally speaking, the narrower, the better, because your messaging is going to be more powerful. The actual real value you bring is going to be better and it becomes easier to get referrals and to create a reputation. It's hard to create a reputation for yourself or your business if you have a shotgun approach to marketing. Relationship marketing, it means essentially leaning towards the warmer first steps. In other words, yeah, we could get online and do a bunch of ads on social media, or we could advertise and do other things. People used to do a lot of direct mail. Now it's direct email, otherwise known as spam. But I lean towards the warmer sources. So who's in our natural market? Who do we know already? What are the relationships that already exist? That brings us to the referrals and to introductions and to centers of influence. It's all about the warm sources, which for most businesses tends to be the best way to go, especially from the beginning. If you're just getting started and moving into a business, who do you know? Who knows you? What's the warmest approach and the warmest path to produce results? Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Bill Cates. Bill has been an entrepreneur for almost 40 years. He has started, built, and sold two successful book publishing companies. After the sale of the, his second publishing company, Bill has devoted the last 30 years to the art and science of relationship marketing for financial advisors. He has three books on the topic of referrals. Get more referrals now. Don't keep me a secret. And beyond referrals. Welcome to our show, my friend. Hey, thank you. And in case anyone misheard you, it's not Bill Gates. Gates. Missed it by one letter. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm but sure he, I know, right? <laughs> Bill Gates has a lot of money. I'm going to help you make a lot of money. How's that sound? Oh. Love it. How do you do that? Let's get right into it now. First of all, why did you get into specifically financial advisors? And then how do you use relationship or referral marketing to help them? Sure. So financial advisors specifically, and I do dabble a little bit outside my target market, but I just know the power of a target market. And that's something that should come through today is you're not all things to all people. And Generally speaking, the narrower, the better. There's some criteria for a good target market, but generally speaking, the narrower, the better because your messaging is going to be more powerful. The actual real value you bring is going to be better and it becomes easier to get referrals and to create a reputation. It's hard to create a reputation for yourself or your business. If you have a shotgun approach to marketing, building awareness, it's much easier the narrow the market. So that's why that. And then for me, Relationship marketing, it means essentially leaning towards the warmer first steps. In other words, yeah, we could get online and do a bunch of ads on social media, or we could advertise and do other things. People used to do a lot of direct mail. Now it's direct email, otherwise known as spam. <laughs> but I lean towards the warmer sources. So who's in our natural market? Who do we know already? What are the relationships that already exist? That brings us to the referrals and to introductions and to centers of influence. It's all about the warm sources, which for most businesses 
tends to be the best way to go, especially from the beginning. If you're just getting started and moving into a, a business, who do you know? Who knows you? What's the warmest approach and the warmest path to produce results? Very good. Just to clarify my question, I was curious, not because of the niche, but actually picking financial advisors. I just thought maybe there was well, some kind of Yeah, what happened? I'll tell you what happened quickly is my first book that came out in 1996, I know it's dating me quite a bit, but that was called <laughs> Unlimited Referrals and it was written a little more generically. But what happened, and this can happen to a lot of businesses, I saw how it resonated with financial advisors, insurance professionals, and over about a course of a year, I just saw that looked like a very natural target market because the message was resonating with me. So sometimes you start out with a target market. Sometimes the market finds you by how they resonate with your offer. Yes. And that's really what yes. happened for me. And I also know that one way to make money is to help other people make money. Mm -hmm. And so with financial advisors, it's just being in that world of money. Money's not everything, but it's a good thing usually. Yeah. And so that's what draw me there. It almost picked me, if you will. Okay. That makes sense. I just wanted to clarify there. Sure. See what the story was behind that. Yeah. So are there any common mistakes that financial advisors make when it comes to generating referrals through relationship marketing? And then how could they avoid them? Sure. And it's not just advisors, but I know you have a lot of other and, folks listening. Yeah. It's really anybody. A couple mm -hmm. of things. Sometimes I refer to the referrals as forgotten gold. And what I mean by that is people think of referrals and introductions as the icing on the cake, but it really is the cake in a lot of businesses because it's how people prefer to meet you. You play in all these worlds and it's really all these people here that would prefer to meet you through a referral or recommendation. So it's in a lot of cases, it's the cake. So they don't see it as the importance, I think, that it really deserves. Another mistake is not being appropriately proactive. And when people come to me, they often say, how can I do this without looking like the creepy referral guy? No one wants to look like that. And so is there a way to be proactive? And the answer is yes. And so that's one of the reasons I'm in business is to help people figure that out. And if you don't feel confident being proactive, you're going to miss opportunities. Serving the heck out of your clients or customers will create incremental growth. It will create some unsolicited referrals. And that's good. That counts. That's all mm -hmm. good. However, if you want to achieve a little more exponential growth, that's where being proactive for referrals and introductions makes a huge difference. And a lot of folks never get into that side of things. And I guess the final mistake I'll just cover briefly is... Word of mouth is nice. People mentioning us to others is nice. And in, for books and movies and restaurants, that's pretty important stuff. But for a lot of businesses, it's not enough. We've got to get connected. We've got to get introduced to that new perspective prospect for us, right? And so making sure that we're also getting connected and managing that process a little bit with folks who want to connect us with others. So it's not just the referral, but the actual introduction. Can you share some tips how to be proactive, what they can immediately do in their business? Oh, yeah. So first thing you want to do is be aware of what I'll call value-recognizing statements. These are things that prospective customers and actual customers or clients say. They thank you for explaining something clearly. They, yeah, they thank you for going to bat for them. For yeah. They feel better if they talk to you. All these little things of 
appreciation. And so then these are potentially leverageable moments. Certainly you want to say, great, I'm glad I have a cl happy client. Then you can say, tell me more. Uh, you can have them elaborate a little more on what they're seeing as value. That helps them get in touch with the value. It helps you see how what you're doing is landing on people, which is very valuable. And then I would say the minimum behavior from there is to promote the possibility of introductions. Sometimes I call it planting seeds, planting referral seeds. So yeah. it's things like, I'm glad you're seeing the value in what we're doing. And I'm never too busy to see if I can be a resource for other people you care about. Or mm. one that I've made popular with through a book title, don't keep me a secret. I didn't invent the expression, but someone finds value, say, great, don't keep me a secret. I don't keep this important work we do a secret. So there's a lot of ways to promote that. And then we can actually ask. And gosh, there's a lot we could talk about around the asking, but I would say mm -hmm. that probably the most important part for this call here, this interview is coming prepared with specific people to whom you'd like to be introduced. The big mistake that people make around asking is they throw up in the whole universe. They say, can you think of anyone else Shotgun. who should know about the work we do or our firm yeah. or whatever? Better than nothing, lightning strikes occasionally, but the better way to ask is specific people they know, or it could be categories of individuals or businesses, depends on your business model, things that they are going through or experiencing that puts you in their radar. And so the categories of people you do good work for. And so come prepared. The goal here is to narrow the field of view for your potential introducer referral source. It's to get them to visualize people in their mind's eye, and then they're more likely to actually make that introduction for you. And when you make it more specific, that memory comes up in events, social environments, you just boom. Oh, wait a minute. There's somebody that you might need, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, being, yeah, so even know, if they don't know anyone, yeah, even if they don't know anyone at the moment, you've then taught them a little bit of who mm. you serve. And gosh, I can't mm. tell you how many times I've heard from people where they've asked the client, the person wasn't, didn't think of anyone at the moment, but then a couple of days later, Hey, I got somebody for you. It just, it gets it going. So just the act of asking also mm. plants the seed, promotes the possibility for later. So what I'm understanding Bill, is read your data, finding out what people are saying. You can grab those key phrases. Nowadays with AI, you can actually find out who said specific type of positive terms or statements that they use, and then start engaging in a conversation with them to get referrals. So data is number one. Find out what is being talked about, right? Yeah, listen, pay attention. Don't just mm -hmm. say, Hey, great. Just probe a little more. Yeah. Tell me more about yeah. that. What are, what, tell me where the value is hitting or tell me why this feel you, you feel more comfortable and just explode that value recognition a little bit. And sometimes just that will trigger mm -hmm. someone they know just getting into the conversation a little bit. It's amazing how quickly these can come when you're willing to just put your toe in the water a little bit here. Yeah. Can you share some concepts that you have in your own business that you get referrals from what kind of, of a design you have in place yeah so now i have a little bit of an advantage over some people because my business is helping people get more referrals and introductions and so it's naturally in the conversation already so that's one little advantage now how can someone take that 
and use it in their business. What I found is a lot of folks I work with, they will teach what they're learning from me or what they've learned from others around how to get more referrals and introductions, share that with some of their clients who can also benefit from this knowledge. And then it creates that transparent communication around this. So teaching people what you know about marketing and referrals and introductions makes the whole conversation transparent. So everyone can take advantage of that dynamic that I have naturally. The other thing is the word leverage. I'm always thinking in terms of how do I leverage, gosh, really anything. I'm always trying to repurpose and leverage. And so here's an idea of what one thing we do. Whenever we're sharing like a guide, a value, a checklist, or a, a guide of how to do something better, we often will say, share this guide with others. Don't keep this a secret. And then we'll create a link to a pre-populated email. It's a very easy code. Most people know how to do this. And what happens is they click the link and then it pre-populates an email they can then send to a friend, a colleague, anybody with a message already in it about the guide. They can change that message if they want to, but it just encourages the word of mouth and encourages the making of introductions. So we're always looking, we're trying to create that culture. And that's something that every business can do is this culture of referrals, recommendations, introductions, and you can do it without being obnoxious. Just create great relationships, create great value, and people will want to help others through the work you do. And eventually they're going to want to help you too. And that's a very powerful dynamic. And when you present yourself with being genuine and showing that care, it would be pretty difficult to come off like you're being obnoxious when you're coming from that energy into someone's world. And depending on the terms you're using as well, of course, but you are right, 100%. People do want to help. It's in them. A human being needs to help others. <laughs> right? As long as you're referable. You, you, you yeah, got to get to that point. Of I course. mean, we use the word remarkable. Mm -hmm. What does remarkable mean? It's worthy of remark. So the mm -hmm. relationships, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people do like to help. And now not everyone likes to give referrals and make introductions. But the good news is that most people do especially when they feel good about what you've done for them. And sometimes we have to nudge it a little bit through the promoting, through the asking, and then we make it happen for ourselves. A lot of people are uncomfortable with asking, what kind of oh, advice oh yeah. can you give them? Yeah. So <clears throat> a couple things. First of all, we make it all, we don't make it about us looking to build our business. We make it about the value that we've provided to that person and they've recognized and to bring it to others. So it's always about paying it forward. If you're asking for help, you're asking for help to help others. So it's always great to be on a mission, whatever your product service or array of products or services may look like. If you believe in it and you believe that it's of service to other people, that's where this all has to come from. And so that's where they ask that helps people. Some people feel a little more comfortable around this because you're not making it about you. You're making it about bringing it to others. So that's one thing to help. One thing is to come up with some verbiage, just to type it out, speak it out, just get clear on what you want to say and not be making it up on the spot each time, speak it out, refine it and have your word track of how you want to do it. You want it to be natural, authentic. You don't have to necessarily memorize it. If you do memorize it, you want to make sure you're a good actor and can deliver it very authentically. That's important. But that's what builds the confidence is the practice and knowing where you want to head with this. And that'll help people 
start to do this more because you're feeling more. It, this is really just a lack of confidence because they haven't found a method that they that feels comfortable. They haven't practiced it. They haven't used it. And <clears throat> where do you practice this? You can certainly practice with colleagues or friends and then start to practice with clients who love you. If you already have your business established, you have some clients who love you. Just you can be very transparent with them. I've had people say, yeah, this guy's teaching me how to ask for referrals and can I try it out on you? <laughs> they love you. It's okay. So you look at your love list or clients who love the work you do for them or people who've already given you a referral, maybe unsolicited, but they've already done it. So you start with that path of least resistance and that's how you get confident and get good at this and get past that, that resistance that you may have. Asking for help is a sign of strength. It's a sign of good, healthy ego strength. And we're asking for help to help others because we're on that mission to serve. People can understand how important referrals are, word of mouth marketing. Yep. But could you give us some kind of stats you may have on this if a company doesn't have a system in place? And when they do have a system in place, yeah. what kind of results? It depends on the industry, of course, but anything would help. It does. And so I'll give you a couple. One actual association I was working with discovered they had all these new member activities that they were engaged in. And when they really examined the numbers, they looked at 80, something like 82% of the new members came in through a recommendation from another member. Mm -hmm. So here they're doing all this Facebook stuff and all this other promotion in other places. And I'm not saying that doesn't have some value and it mm -hmm. creates some brand awareness, et cetera but the actual getting of the new member was mostly coming from their existing members. So I helped them put in place an initiative and a program that's ongoing to increase and encourage the member referrals because that's what makes the biggest difference. In the financial services world, Schwab did a, Charles Schwab did a study that found that of those who pick financial advisors who work with financial advisors, the number was 84% found their financial advisor from a recommendation from someone else they already trust, a friend, a family member, a colleague, could be an accountant, an attorney, someone else in the related, 16% from other methodologies, seminars, advertising, other types of marketing. So the other stuff can work, but it works by default because those people weren't introduced to someone they can trust. So the bottom line is to discover how are you meeting people? How do people prefer to meet you? And then build your business and most of your marketing, maybe not all, but most of your marketing based on how people want to meet you. And if it's the referral, the introduction, then stop making it the icing on the cake and make it the cake. Yeah. So Bill, there's a little ethics behind this as well, right? Because in referrals, sometimes, many, most of the time, there's a financial gift or some kind of uh, appreciation that comes with a referral. What are your thoughts on that when people are using referral marketing and inject sure. money I think, into it? Yeah, I think we can have relationships with folks where there can be a, a finder's fee or a referral compensation. Yeah. I think it should be disclosed mm -hmm. when that's being done. But in most cases, especially from our clients or customers, it really is the best way to do this is just a kind of a surprise thank you gift. And it's not about the money. It's the gesture of saying thank you with a little something that's personalized. So whenever after I get it after the fact, yes, don't make it contingent. 
Uh, there's some industries I've seen that work, but it rarely works. Usually it's just, it's an after the fact, hey, thanks for not keeping me a secret. Thanks for the introduction to Bob, to Laura. I, I know that you're, you have the grandkids that are seven and 11. Here's a gift card to the local ice cream shop. Take a firm ice cream. I know you went to the university. I went to the University of Maryland. So I'll say, I know you went to the University of Maryland. Here's a, a tumbler, a mug, a Yeti knockoff with your logo. It's, you make it personal. And that way you don't have to spend much money. It's the thought. It's the personalization. It's the gesture of thank you. Yes, reward people for this. Say thank you to them for this. But you don't have to make it, don't make it contingent, generally speaking. Got it. Okay. Can you share what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? Yeah, I think I found that I'm pretty good at explaining things. I've just learned this and I'm pretty good at wording things. So what, so for instance, I give a lot of people word tracks on how to say this and how to say that I'm working on my next book, which is called the language of referrals. It's all the little scripts and phrases and things that I've picked up, not just created myself, but learned from others as well. And cause sometimes we know what to do, what we should do, but we're not sure how to do it, how to say it, what it would actually sound like. And that seems to be something that's, that I have cool. a knack for and people appreciate that. Wonderful, Bill. I appreciate you coming on our show today. It was great that, talking to you. Yeah. Referral marketing, word of mouth marketing is probably the most effective long-term because it's based on relationships. When you get a good service, a good product, you just feel that you want to start telling people about it because you had a good experience. Why wouldn't you? And those people that actually help, they help ongoing. It's not the ones that really get into it. It's like you basically have an ads account out there just finding you clients. So it's been a really great experience in the past. And I highly regard this type of marketing. There's a lot of power behind referral marketing, but a lot of firms don't have it implemented on a company level, corporate level. I was wondering in your experience, would you know why that is? Yeah, I'd say in some cases, people just don't realize how important. Again, they see it as icing on the cake. They brag about their referrals, but they don't really have a program in place. And sometimes they don't know how. A lot of managers that brought, were grown up in a business where maybe they cold called or they did other types of marketing, it's what they know. So it's what they go to. It, they just don't know how to do it or it. they haven't really put the emphasis on it. So that's why I'm in business, quite frankly. Yeah, so. <laughs> great. It's a very nice niche there, Bill. You're probably helping a lot of people. I'm grateful to have you on the show and thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Audience, thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you.